0: And as we've been sharing with you that this is, for these 21 days, it's fasting and praise. Truly praising God for all the things that he has done on a daily basis. Marvelous things he has done, and we know that. But learning how to praise him for all those things is absolutely critical and essential to our success and well-being. Amen. Absolutely critical and essential. That we learn how to praise Him the way He deserves to be praised. And so we want to talk about that a little bit tonight as well. Lesson two, amen. And I believe that He has given us ears to hear it. What about you? Amen. All right. The main purpose for every created thing in the universe is to praise God and give Him the glory that is due His name. Do you believe that? That's why you and I were created. So that we would be able to glorify him, praise and honor him, and give him what is due his name. Why? Well, the main reason why is found in John's Gospel, chapter 1, the first three verses. And they say, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, then the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. Now, notice verse 3 And all things, everybody say all things. All things are made by him, and without him was not made anything that was made. Would you call that a good reason for us to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise that he deserves? Because if it were not for him, nothing would exist. There wouldn't be anything in the world that we live in. He created all things. He made all things. And because he is the creator and the designer of all this universe that we live in, he deserves to be praised the way he would like to be praised from his creation. He's the creator. But then, notice this, in Revelation chapter 4, all things that were created were created for his pleasure. Notice, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Why? For Thou hast created all things and for Thy pleasure... They are and they were created. So that means all things created, including human beings and all things, inanimate objects and all that, everything was created for his pleasure. They are and they were created. And so as we praise him and honor him and glorify him, we give pleasure to him. He delights in our praises and in our worship. So he's deserving of it. He's the creator of it. But also, look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 6 and 7. Notice, everything created was created by him for his glory. Now, we we understand that we've talked about verse 6. It talks about um, the Eli when they're, the Jews are going back to Israel. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back, bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone that is called by my name, for I am, have created him. Why? For my glory. I have formed him. I have made him. So we see also all of Israel. He established Israel. He's the one that made the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and Israel who brought Israel into being. And why? For his glory. That's why. And that's why the Holy Land is the Holy Land. And that's why Jerusalem is the Holy City. And we understand all that. But now I want you to notice these scriptures in Colossians chapter 1. Because you know what? You and I have a reason to praise Him that transcends all other reasons. Look at this. When man fell from the presence of God, he was estranged from God. He was separated from God. And really... Worship and praise got very much distorted. And man can direct his praise in many different directions, especially in this day in which we live. Well, something had to be done to reconcile everything back to, what, where, to God, to where it needed to be. Look at this. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, notice all things, he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile, by himself, by him him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled, In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So if we could paint this picture a little bit. What we see here is that everything he created was alienated from his life. Separated from his life. Out of harmony with his will. To reconcile means to bring back into fellowship and harmony with God. So everything was out of whack so to speak. In order to get things back as they needed to be, as they were, as he wanted, he had to reconcile all things that were created, how? By the blood of his cross. So by the blood of his cross, he reconciled each and every one of us, brought us back to a place of harmony with himself. What more can we think of to say to, to say to worship him and praise him from the depth of our souls what more could he do so he brought us back to fellowship with him by reconciling us to the blood of his cross and now you and I are no longer alienated from him we are now in union with him and that is the highest reason why you and I should offer him daily the sacrifice of our praise praise God we were alienated we were lost We were dead. We were on our way to destruction eternally. But through the blood of his cross, he brought us back into harmony with himself. If that's not a reason to shout and to praise almighty God, I don't know what is. Unless someone is really wanting to or willing to spend their eternity in a lake of fire. I guess they can if they want to. But that's not where I'd want to be. What about you? So because of the blood of his cross, praise God, you and I can praise him. Because we've been reconciled to Him, to God. I want you to see something in Luke's Gospel, chapter 19. We, we see this all the time, but just, just give it a little different slant maybe today. Jesus is about to make His triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And we know it's His week of passion. And we know He's going to suffer and He's going to die. And what He's preparing to do is to make this reconciliation that we just talked about. You see, He's got to go through certain things to reconcile us back to God. No small thing that He had to do. He had to become sin for us. He had to become the curse for us. He had to become mental anguish for us. He had to take upon himself the punishment due us because of our sin. So he took this all upon himself. The wrath of God he bore upon himself for us so we can be reconciled back to God. But before he did this, he's making his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, getting prepared to reconcile us to the Father. When he was come nigh, even now, at the descent of the mountain of olives, Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he, had, that he had done, or that they had seen him do. Saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. These Pharisees wanted him to silence all the praise that was going on. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And what he was saying is this. If humans don't praise me, then creation will. If humans don't do it, creation will that statement all of creation praises the creator only you and I have a free will with which we can choose to or not to worship and praise our creator you see we do it as an act of our will but he said I'm telling you right now you silence the people with your religious tradition and your unbelief And so on. I'm telling you all of creation will cry out. And did it not when he was raised up from the dead. When he died on Calvary. And the darkness came upon the All of creation was in upheaval. All that took place. And then he came up out of the grave. And we know the story from there. But the whole thing is this. He reconciled us to the Father. And because of it he is worthy of our enthusiastic, animated praise, giving Him honor and glory for the mighty work of redemption that He accomplished and achieved for every one of us. And to be honest with you, it's our praise and worship that connects us with everything that He did for us. And He wants us to shout His praises and let Him know that we appreciate all that He did. Matter of fact, look at our obligation in Hebrews 13 and verse 15. By him, that is by Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God once a week. How often? Continually that is. What does he mean, that is? Well, he's explaining to us what the sacrifice of praise is. Continually doing what? The fruit of our lips giving thanks or confessing to His name. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks or confessing to His name. Continually the fruit of our lips, giving thanks and confessing to His name. So the sacrifice of praise is the fruit of my lips, continually giving thanks, confessing to His name. Glory be to God. So that's the sacrifice of praise that you and I are required to offer up to God. And I'd rather do that than sacrifice a living animal, wouldn't you? That's all we have to do is sacrifice our praise to God. How often? Continually. Obviously, if he means continually, it doesn't really matter what our situation might be in life or our circumstance might be in life. Whether we feel like it, or whether we don't feel like it, we're under a divine obligation to do what? Continually sacrifice praise to His name, the fruit of our lips, to give thanks to His name, because in His name, we're going to find out He reveals who He is and what He does. So, that's an obligation that you and I have. Look at Psalm 113, though. Sacrificing praise, giving thanks to the name of God. Now, when it comes to names... Usually in our country, at least for the most part, people just choose a name that they like for their child based on, let's just say, in some cases, movie stars. In some cases, um, people that are involved in the music world. Uh, And the list goes on and on. But in Eastern culture, sometimes they would wait a period of time before They would even name that child. It could be up to eight days. They wanted to look at the child. Look at the child's face. And for that short period of time. Get something about that child. That they could look to. To name that child. Because they knew the name they gave that child. Had a lot of meaning behind it. And so. There is truth to that. When we talk about a name. What does the name William mean? Protector and great provider. Now I don't think my parents knew that when they named me. Of course I didn't know I was William for many years. I was always Billy so I didn't even know when I went to school they said William Anzavina here. I said no. Long story. I went home and found out my name is William not Billy. But anyhow, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Now you remember this. His name he is so huge. He is so big. he can a lot of names reveal himself to us. And every name is important to us. When he says, I'm El Shaddai, the high and lofty and breasty one. I am the one who will protect you and care for you and provide for every need. Elohim. And it goes on. And we'll get to those in a moment. But notice this. Praise ye the Lord. This is Psalm 113. O ye servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever. From the rising of the sun, we'd say when you get up in the morning, unto the going down to the same, until you go to bed at night, the Lord's name is to be praised, not used in vain. It's to be praised. Notice, the Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on high? Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh a barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. So praise ye the Lord. So first of all, he is high and exalted and lifted up. He reveals to us that his name is to be praised. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But notice he is high and exalted and lifted up in the highest place. And if you can look at it this way, it'll help. Did you ever have to go to court for something? Where was the judge sitting? Was he sitting at a low? No. Bench? He was sitting where? Up high. And why is he sitting up high? He's the judge. And they're letting you know when he first comes out and they say all rise. And everybody stands out of respect and reverence for the judge and his position. And then he is seated at the highest seat above everybody else. Letting us all know he is the final authority in that courtroom, right? Well, our God is a God who sits on high. But he's not sitting on the bench in Beaver County at the courthouse. He's not even in Harrisburg at the Capitol sitting on the bench at the courthouse. He's not even on the Supreme Court. But he is seated on the throne in the highest seat over all the universe where he sits as the one who is supreme and sovereign in all authority and all power. And because he is the creator of all things, he's the righteous judge of the earth and of the universe and everything in his great expanse. He's the ruler over it all. Can you say amen to that? So that reveals to us his position. But also in that same psalm, it reveals to us his heart, his character. He is humble. It said he humbles himself to reach down to those that are in the dust, to those that have been crushed by life circumstances. It could be women that were unable to have children. It could be those that are under the pressures of life that it seems like they've just been overwhelmed. It could be some that it seems like as though the circumstances of this life has ground them into powder, but yet he reaches down to pull them up. For what reason? To make them sit with princes. To lift them up. So he is, yes, the great sovereign over all the universe, but he's also one who is humble And in his humility, he reaches down to pull us up out of the miry clay. So because of his position of authority and because of his character of humility, his name is to be praised in all of the earth. Hallelujah. His name is to be praised. He deserves it. He commands it. He rightfully has earned it. But these names that we'll share with you here are names that reveal to us His character, His abilities, who He is, and what He's all about. Because if we are going to have a close, intimate fellowship, relationship, and walk with God, we need to understand what he's all about, who he is. So the first one, Jehovah Sidkenu. Now remember this, the name Jehovah really is the name of God in the Old Testament that reveals to us the redemptive covenant corporate name of God in the Old Testament. So that's Jehovah. And in the Old Testament, when you said Jehovah you incorporated all three of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So it is the corporate redemptive name of God in the Old Testament. So let's remember that. So when we talk about Jehovah, we're talking about the self-existing God, the ever-living God, who depends on no one or nothing for his existence. He's the Ancient of Days. He always was. He always is. He always will be. But that name Jehovah, once again, is the corporate redemptive name for God in the Old Testament. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. As Jehovah Sidkenu, he's the one who makes us righteous. That means our righteousness. And so his name is to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down to the same. And you might think this is going to be difficult for me to remember. No, it won't in just a minute. Just give me some time. But he is Jehovah Sidkenu. He's revealed himself to us as Jehovah Sidkenu. The Lord our righteousness. And that means if anyone's going to make us in right standing with God himself. It will be God himself who will do that. Secondly, he is Jehovah Shalom. That means he is the Lord our peace. And peace is that perfect state of being in spirit, in soul, and body. Remember Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world can give, but I'm giving it unto you. So this is the peace that passes all understanding that can keep our hearts and minds. That comes from this covenant name, redemptive name, Jehovah Shalom. And so what does he do? He liberates us. He liberates us from all anxiety, all worry, all frustrations, and all fears. Because he is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. But then thirdly, he is Jehovah Shama, it means the Lord is there, or the Lord is here, or He's everywhere. We know that He's omnipresent. We know that He is everywhere that we go. And it's important that we be mindful of the fact that He will never leave us, never forsake us, praise God. Why? Because He's Jehovah Shama. No matter where you go, He's there. Are you in your car? He's there. Are you in your house? He's there. Did you go to bed at night? He's there. Remember the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, He's there. It doesn't matter where I'm at, where I go, I cannot hide from his presence because he is always everywhere. Jehovah Shammah is right here, right now. If we'll just acknowledge that, we might get a little goosebump. You realize that? He's here. Jehovah Nissi is the next one. He is our banner. He's the one who defends us and protects us. And he revealed himself as such. I am Jehovah Nissi. I am the Lord, your banner. My banner over you is love. I will defend you. I will fight for you. And I will protect you. As a warrior, I will go before you and destroy your enemies. Praise God. Aren't you glad to know that he is? That's who he is to us. Jehovah Nissi. We thank God for that. And then next he is Jehovah Ruah. Jehovah Ruah is the Lord our shepherd. We shall not want. I may not have him in our order, but that's okay. Jehovah Ruah. R-A-A-H. Some say Ra. When I was at Bible school, they said Ruah. So I've adopted Ruah. Jehovah Ruah. The Lord our shepherd. We shall not want. He takes up the role of a shepherd in the life of his people. And as the good shepherd, the great shepherd of our souls, praise God, he shepherds us through life. He causes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And although we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because he is with us. His rod, his staff comfort us. He prepares a wonderful table before us in the presence of our enemies. he, he, He causes our cup to run over Hallelujah. You know, I get. I, sometimes when I say that, he sets that table before us in the presence of our enemies. I'm looking to see what's on it. It's like when we have our picnic in the, in the summertime. I don't look at the food table. I look at the dessert table. And the thing is just packed from one end to the other. I'm looking at all those wonderful things, and I'm kind of wondering, which one do I want to choose? Which one do I want to try? He sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. Our cup runs over. Goodness and mercy follow us. Why? Because He is our shepherd all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So He is to us. Jehovah, in our righteousness. Jehovah, shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah, shama, the Lord is here. Jehovah, ruah, the Lord our shepherd. Jehovah, nissi, He is our banner. But number six... Is also Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord, our provider, who provides for our every need. The Lord will provide. When Abraham offered up Isaac on the Mount of Sacrifice, he provided a ram in a thicket, and he used him. And, of course, we know he made provision for us, and he supplies all of our need. Why? Because he is a father who cares for his children. But all these names reveal to us a characteristic of our God, the ability of our God, the nature of our God, the very heart of our God, and who he is. Next, Jehovah Makedesh. And this is one that means he is the Lord, our sanctifier. And thank God, because of who he is, he is sanctified. In other words, he's the one that sees to it that we are set apart or made holy through the fires of his spirit. And finally, he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician and great healer. And as our physician and great healer, he restores health to us and binds up all our wounds. So we see these names. Most people use the seven covenant names. I just threw the other one, Makedish, in there, and that's eight. And when I was at school, we were taught the seven. Some use seven, but there's the Makedish is okay. It's the sanctifier. There's eight. But all these reveal to us the characteristic of our Heavenly Father. And so we thank God that He has revealed Himself to us as such by these covenant names, Jehovah God. Letting us know I'm the self-existing one. And because I am ever living, I can provide for you all the days of your life. All that you need. Righteousness, I can provide for you. Peace, I provide for you. Shepherding, I provide for you. My presence, I provide for you. You're not forsaken in any way because I am there. I'll be your banner. I'll fight for you. I'll defend you and I will protect you. I'll provide for you every need. I will sanctify you and set you apart to make you holy. I'll heal your body and I'll make it whole because I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord your healer. So all these names reveal to us this characteristic of our God. But now, there's another name. Jesus is the corporate redemptive name for God in the New Testament. So when you and I say Jesus... That name, that means Savior, carries with it the fullness of the Godhead. Did the scripture not say he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily? So when we use that covenant name, that corporate redemptive name of Jesus, it incorporates all that the Godhead is, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. What a name that's above every other name. So in the name of Jesus, praise God, we see that We can overcome anything we face in this life because of this wonderful name that he has given us to use. But before I get to that, look at Philippians chapter 2 and verses 5 through 8. These are very important scriptures with regard to what we just said about the Old Testament name. And also God's presence in the Old Testament. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God. Thought I would not rather be equal with God. Remember we said in Psalm 113. He is high and lifted up. Well Jesus. At that point was high and lifted up. He was seated on the throne at the father's right hand. He had his place in eternal glory. But made himself of no reputation. Remember it says that He, the Father, humbles Himself to reach down to those that are lowly, that are in the dust, that are overwhelmed by life. Made Himself of no reputation, took upon Himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found fashioned as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Notice those same two statements that are being made. He had a place in a position on high seated on the throne above all things but he humbled himself he's fulfilling all these covenant names he is fulfilling everything that psalm 113 said that god does he now humbles himself to reach down to the lowly that are crushed by life that are crushed by the powers of darkness that are alienated from god that are separated from god Under the powers of darkness, he humbles himself to become a man. But you see, in order for him to achieve what is necessary to bring us up out of the dust and lift us up with princes, he has to take it all upon himself. And so he does. He takes your sin, sickness, and disease, and mental anguish, the curse, the wrath of God upon himself. And as he takes it upon himself, he is punished with your punishment and with my punishment. But then God raises him up from the dead, praise God. And when he raises him up, he has a coronation service for him after he obtains eternal redemption for us and reconciles us to God by the blood of his cross. And he reinstates all his glory that he left behind. Remember he said in John 17, I've completed the work that you gave me to do. Now therefore give me the glory that I had with you before the world was. God the Father gave it back to him and now he is seated once again where on the throne, having humbled himself to become a man and died the death we should have died. Now God raised him up, reinstated him, gave him back his glory, and gave, in the process gave him a name above every other name. Look at the next verses in uh, chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, Philippians. Wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. I believe one translation says, of things or beings in heaven, things or beings in earth, things or beings under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the what? To the what? To the glory of the Father. Everything in the created world was to give glory and was giving glory to God in a state of perfection. But because of the fall of man, all that was messed up by the works of darkness. Lost its way. Wasn't fulfilling its purpose. Your purpose, my purpose to glorify God through my life. That was all distorted and messed up because of the work of Satan and the fall of Adam. It took the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to reconcile all things in heaven. All things on earth. All things are reconciled by the blood of his cross. And when he was seated on the throne, he was given a name above every other name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall bow shall confess of things or beings in heaven earth or beneath the earth in other words all three worlds are subject and subservient to the power of the name of Jesus let me ask you a question did he have to go through all that to get that name for himself I think he was doing pretty well before he left the glory world behind Wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you agree with me on that? What did he need sitting at the right hand of the Father? Nothing. Did he have all power and authority? He made all things, did he not? Yeah. We're the ones that caused the blunder. So what did he do? He packed his bags. He left it all behind. He became a man. He suffered. He died. He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. He took his blood, and by the blood of his cross, he reconciled us back to the Father. He was then seated once again at the Father's right hand. His glory was restored, and he was given the name above every other name in all three realms. Why? So that you... And I could have the power of attorney and use his name to transact business for him on planet earth. He's no longer here, but we are. And when you and I say in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we release and unleash all the powers of the most high God in this earth. When we bind the devil in the name of Jesus, he is bound with the greatest power and must submit to the name above every other name. That name was for us. He gave us the power of attorney and said, now go in my name and cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. Take up serpents. If you drink anything, thi- then they think won't hurt you. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Casting out devils and taking up serpents. One's power and authority over all the spirits in the spiritual realm. The other one's power and authority over all the animals in the animal kingdom. Think about that. And many have exercised dominion over the animal kingdom by using the name of Jesus. And their lives were spared from death. So he restored all things. He gave the glory back. And now we can glorify the father. How? By using all that he gave us to use to advance his kingdom here upon the earth, I want you to notice these last three things. Our praise, then, is so important because instead of praying and asking him always to do things that we want him to do, if we just from our hearts truly praise him for what he's already done, we connect ourselves to him. Look at Psalm 22 and verse 3. By truly from our hearts, individually, and as a whole body of believers, praise Him from the depth of our being with this revelation that we just talked about. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel or the praises of His people. When we offer the sacrifice of praise to God, what do we do? We connect ourselves to Him and we create a habitation for Him to live in. So we are connecting with God Almighty when we praise Him. Secondly, as we live this lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving with the fruit of our lips to give thanks to His name, we're making a means whereby He can connect to us. He connects with us. Look at Psalm 50 and verse 23. Whoso offers praise does what? Anybody here want to glorify God? Or, you know, I just want to sit through the worship service and just, oh, kind of wait until all the songs are sung. And then once the songs are sung, then uh, let's just do something. Uh, no. Maybe if Tanya really gives me a nudge, maybe a hallelujah. Give a little old hallelujah. Something like that. Uh, no. No, 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 no. You see, if you don't have the revelation of what we just heard here, you just think it's just a song service. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound to see the one like me. It is well with my soul and all that. But when you and I offer the sacrifice of praise, we glorify God. And we've been told to give Him the glory that's to His name. You see, when we have a revelation of what He did for us, We can't help but to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Can't help it. It's got to come from our toes all the way up to our stomach, the innermost part of our being and out of our lips. It's the fruit of our lips. I see it now. Hallelujah. I can't hold it back. I'm just not singing a song. I am praising you with the fruit of my lips. I'm giving thanks to your name. Whoso offers praise glorifies me. I am now giving you the opportunity to connect with me, Father. Why? Because he that lives this conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God, that scripture goes on to say. Whoso offer praise glorifies me. And he that orders his conversation aright, notice what it says, will I show the salvation of God. I will display it. I will demonstrate it. I will make it known. Hallelujah. No wonder faith, why, why praise is the highest expression of our faith. Because it we're connected to God and God connected to us. As we praise him because you heard me. I know you heard me. I'm praising you. I am praising you. I'm now offering praise. I'm glorifying God. And now what am I doing? I'm allowing him to show me his saving strength. I'm allowing you to show it to me, Father, by doing that. And then I don't know about this one. You might have to buckle yourself into your seat there. In Psalm 67, look what it says in Psalm 67, verses 5 through 7. Anybody want increase? Anybody want blessing? Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. Then our God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. You know what I would love sometime? For us to come together with only one intended purpose of mind. What's that? We are going to shout and praise him until the glory comes down. Until all the ends of the earth stand in reverential fear of him In other words, it's not just your traditional church service that we had a little good time a little emotion and all that I'm talking about We are going to praise him and we are going to praise him Hallelujah until the earth gives forth increase you realize that's talking about bringing in the sheaves That's talking about bringing in those that are lost giving up giving up releasing praise God those that are bound to come into the family of God an atmosphere where God is glorified God is manifested God's power his glory his might is in manifestation among the people in such a way that praise God for preaching but in some cases like that you don't need to preach a lick just let them come in let their glory fall and touch their hearts let tears stream down their face let them light up like a neon sign because they visited God and God visited them from on high. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Then will the earth bring forth and give her increase and then will God, even our God bless us. So look at the power of praise that we're talking about. Oh now, all those, rene- those covenant names, you're thinking, I can- how am I going to remember all those covenant names, all those Hebrew names and all that? You don't have to. Just remember one, Jesus. Because you see, that one name fulfills. Let me show you. Jehovah Sidkenu is our righteousness. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, to make us what? The righteousness of God in Christ. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. You've got my peace. It comes from Jesus. The third one, he is Jehovah Shammah. He is ever here. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Ever. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Didn't he say that? You are Jehovah Ruah, the Lord our shepherd. Right. Jesus said, I am the great shepherd of the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Is he not the great shepherd of the sheep? He sure is our great shepherd. Then Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, he will fight for us. He will defend. Who beat up the devil for us? Who entered the strong man's house and bound up the devil and destroyed his works and spoiled his goods? Didn't Jesus come? Wasn't this why he was manifest? To destroy the works of the devil? He came to destroy him that had power death, that is, the devil. Jesus did that for us. So he is Jehovah Nissi. Praise God. And then he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He provides our every need. Didn't Paul say that my God supply all your need according unto his riches and glory? By whom? Christ Jesus. And then Jehovah Makeda, she is our sanctifier. Our sanctification comes how? Through Jesus Christ. We're sanctified by the blood of his cross. And finally, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our physician and great healer, by whose stripes? Whose stripes? Paul's? Peter's? James? John? Bartholomew? Matthias? No? No? Who? By whose stripes? We were healed. Hallelujah. Jesus. One name fulfills all the covenant names. In one name, we have a Savior. We have a Redeemer. Hallelujah. We have a Healer, a Deliverer. We have a Helper. Oh, thank God for the name above every other name. I don't know about you, but God wants us to start realizing what we have and how we got it. Because when we realize what we have and we recognize how we got it and we know the sacrifice that was made, we are going to start doing some praising and shouting praise God Almighty like we've never done before. Because you see, that's where he lives in those praises. And that's why it's so hard even in a lot of worship services, people just want to sit back, be quiet, do nothing. Don't get me wrong. We all, all have our own personalities and that sort of thing. Well, you know what? I think I can go on all night tonight, but I'll quick, quickly get through this. Psalm 150 is called the grand finale of all the Psalms. You realize that? The grand finale. Why is it the grand finale? And here's how I want to liken it until like. make it look like this. Anyone ever go to a fireworks display? You ever go to some of those lame ones where one goes up and you sit back and you go, well, let me get a cup of coffee here. Something to eat. Then another one goes up. You ever have that happen? Then you're waiting and you're waiting and you're going. Then the next one goes up. What are we all waiting for? The grand Finale. Because, you see, the grand finale, supposedly, is when they all go up at the same time. And they're just let out. And you, you have to light up the whole sky with all these fireworks, right? Throughout all the Psalms, we are instructed to praise God. You praise God. You praise God. You praise God. You praise God. Every one of us praise God, as an individual. Mm -hmm. But now, when we gather together and assembly like we are here tonight, it's grand finale time. When everyone brings their voice of praise, no matter what you're going through, you're leaving that at the door, praise God, because you want a visitation from on high. And so you make a decision in your heart and in your mind, you're going to join the grand finale. And people come together and all of a sudden we start playing or singing or whatever it is. And everybody's voice ascends on high. We praise him where? In the sanctuary, where? In the firmament of his power a sanctuary is a separated place where we come together to praise God the firmament of his power is talking about his great expanse and it talks about Wherever his power extends, you realize that he is creating and creating and continues to create because that's how great and powerful he is. He's always creating in this great expanse. Anything where his power has gone or whatever it has touched is to praise his creator, the God that made it. So we praise him in the sanctuary, praise him in the of his power, praise him what for? His mighty acts according to his excellent greatness. How are we going to praise him? With all the instruments of music and with every fiber of our being, we're going to praise him. Who's going to praise him? Anyone and everyone who has breath is going to praise the Lord out of the depth of their soul. So if we really put this thing together and package it, when we come together to praise God in a worship service, it should be fireworks time, grand finale, and the dynamite explodes and everybody's just, I'm not talking about not doing it decently and in order. But I'm talking about everybody engaging, everybody being involved, everybody feeding off one another and saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what I'm going through today, I'm here in church, and I am going to voice my praise on high. Why? I want a visitation from Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Ruah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Makedus, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. I want, so in, in your worship time, Jesus, you're my righteousness. Jesus, I worship you. You are ever present in my life. You are my peace. You are my shepherd. You are my banner. You are my, my sanctifier. You are my provider, and you are my healer. All we're doing right there is is exactly what we're told to do with one name we're giving him all the glory he deserves
1: hi pastor bill here i want to thank you for joining us today on behalf of my wife krista and krista selby church i want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family whether you have young children or kids in elementary school if you're a teenager or a young adult With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world, through a ministry of excellence, to God first, and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you, and God loves you, and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, and I will accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child, in Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.